0: We are live, everyone. Thank you for being here. Um, Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever you are in the world. Um, Thank you for being um, at the Monica Campana live show where we are showing uh, people helping people from all over the world. And today we have a very special lady entrepreneur um, who um, is going to tell us everything about her journey her name is Liana Francisco. Liana, the floor is yours. Thank you for being here. Oh. Tell well, us thank- everything about, about your journey and yourself oh. and your background.
1: Well, all right. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show today. It's so fun to connect with all these other professionals in the, you know, improvement field. Um, So a little bit about myself then, I'll just get started there. My name's Liana Francisco, as you said, and I've had this really amazing journey throughout my life of um, struggling with illness figuring out how to heal that illness and transforming into a totally different life and a different way of living. Um, one of the big elements of my journey is that in my early 20s, I had Lyme disease. And I'm not really sure how I contracted it. It It's a bacterial infection, but really Lyme disease can impact every part of your body. Um, It's a spiroketobacteria. So it can get into um, through the tissues, through the bones, through your blood brain barrier. So it can get into your brain and it can really impact um, you in, in a variety of ways, kind of like an autoimmune disorder and also impact a lot of mental health as well. So I struggled with getting progressively sicker for years and years until I really um, you know, didn't really know what else to do and finally looked to doctors for a holistic solution rather than I would treat, you know, oh, my knee hurts and oh, my shoulders hurt and oh, I have this, this weird tumor that's developed. You know, all these different things I was treating on a symptom level and then finally was able to see a holistic doctor that looked at it from that holistic perspective and was able to see and do some blood tests and in fact find out that I did have Lyme disease and it explained all sorts of things. Now, this was about 10 years ago, so it was just the beginning of people's understanding of Lyme disease as a systematic disease that lasts longer than initial infection and initial treatment. So doctors were just figuring out kind of what to do with that. So it was kind of a scary time to have it because people didn't, there wasn't a clear path and an understanding within the medical community of when you have Lyme disease, this is what you do. And then you get better. So was sick for a long time. And in fact, I mean, I even had friends and colleagues that experienced cancers in the timeframe that I was sick and were nowhere close to as sick as I was and healed in the period of time that I still couldn't get out of bed. And it was, um, it was a difficult time, but through me really not understanding how to move forward in a clear path, it opened me up to all sorts of possibilities. I was willing to try anything at that point, right? And I was already a healthy eater. I was already um, you know, considered probably the, the healthiest person in the room in most rooms, but I didn't have a lot of the mindset components, and I didn't really understand how your body is an entire system it's your mental health. It's your emotional health. It's what you eat. It's your stress. It's everything. It's all of it together. It's the exercise. It all comes together to keep you healthy. And I would just deal with these little tiny things, all as separate components. Like I remember, for example, I get a massage, but just on my shoulders, because that was the area that hurt rather than understanding- why The whole my sh- body, the entire- it's- Maybe it's my lymphatic system that needs to be drained and dealt with and cleaned out and so um so really that time just expanded me and opened me up and um i obviously began some more holistic practices in my life it's when i learned to meditate and i began to um develop that into my life and it's also when i started my whole food plant-based journey um i had already been vegetarian for my whole adult life but I was ready at that point to really cut out anything that I thought was going to contribute to my poor health. So there was no alcohol at that point. There was no refined sugar. There was no um, animal products. And that's when my real healing began. But the healing didn't simply come from the plant-based food and the meditation. The healing came from me releasing the fear of being sick, releasing the stress around being sick, I literally had a moment in my bed when I was sick where I was really grieving, you know, just grieving, being so sick. And um, her and thinking about all the things I might never be able to do. You know, I wasn't a parent yet. I wanted to be a parent. I didn't know how that was going to happen. I, you know, wasn't ever probably going to do a walking tour of Paris. I felt like, I mean, I couldn't go. This was 10 years ago? About 10 years ago. Yeah, about seven years ago that I started really starting to feel better. But there was a moment where I literally said, You know, I heard a voice in my head that said, if this is as good as it gets, you're fine. And I started to think about all the beautiful things in my life, like this amazing husband. I have had the same partner for 20 years since I was a teenager. Um, My family was there supporting me. I had a beautiful home. I worked part-time as a consultant. I was able to support my family From my bed, basically, you know, still able to take care of myself. So then I just had such a beautiful life still, even though I couldn't do those other things. And I had this moment where I just chose, I'm just going to feel as well as I can every day. And that's really where the motivation to do the meditations twice a day, to do the full plant-based eating came from, because that's what I could control. And I chose to do it not from a place of I have to heal, I have to get better. This is the this is the medicine that's going to heal me. But instead, it was coming from this place of I'm gonna feel as good as I can every day, and this is my way to do that without without attachment to outcome. Because at that point I had released it. If I was gonna be sick, I was gonna be sick. That's what it was. Let go. Uh, yeah. Rest was right. Wow. And I began to heal in ways that um it was slow and steady, but it was also when people would see me like in six month increments, they would be shocked. You know, they're like, Oh wow. You now have so much energy. And I was extremely underweight when I was very sick and, you know, they were noticing I was, you know, I was gaining weight in a really nice healthy way and getting back to being vibrant and having the, um, the energy again to, to be in my life. And I wasn't in pain and I could think clearly again. Um, and so that's, that was huge. And you're not for me. taking
0: any like any type
1: of uh, medication. All natural. I mean, everything
0: is. Yeah. Like- now I
1: did for the first few years, the first like two years that I was treating Lyme disease, I did take a lot of um, still more holistic, but also um, pharmaceutical antibiotics as well for two almost two years, three years. I took antibiotics, and that was huge in my healing. But I also think that. Um, because the bacterial overload was so high at that point, I was so sick. But once I knocked it back, the, res- the, the symptoms from taking antibiotics made me feel sicker than the symptoms of Lyme disease. And so when I reached kind of that point, then I stopped taking the antibiotics and worked from a holistic perspective instead. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah.
0: No, so, so basically, I mean, it was a, a journey journey uh thank god you you managed to find this doctor uh, who helped you and and gave you the you know the right path because sometimes some people keep going many many other years and like until they're in their 50s and they still don't know
1: what they have
0: and, absolutely uh, and
1: yeah. it's a mental illness as well they're that, de- that they're depressed in some way or they have anxiety conditions
0: exactly it's a combination and uh, you managed to to, um, to combine your diet, your, uh, you know, your, so it's body, mind, and, and spirit. It's a combination of the three that, um, that led you to a better life. And, um, so now, uh, you said that you homeschool, did you, do you have children now?
1: So I have one, I have a little boy named Gil Francisco. He goes by Francisco okay. and, um, and he's three and a half years old. All and right. so I actually grew up as an unschooler, so that means I, I never had any formalized education until I was 16 when I started college. Wow, so cute. And even our homeschooling didn't look like, um, you know, sitting at the table with your, with your school books. It was called unschooling, which is a philosophy that children learn through life, and they learn through experiences because they're natural learners. So if you provide them with natural learning experiences, and if you um, follow their passions, then they will become amazing learners and great critical thinkers and then be able to conquer their adult life however they want to and have an amazing childhood. They don't wait until their childhood is over to pursue their passions. So that was what my childhood was like. For me, it was built in clear choice that I was going to have some level of individualized education for children that I had. And that what was really important for me was to not put a box around what it had to look like, but as our family's developing and growing and we're getting to the point where we're starting to make those decisions around education, it's very clear that we're gonna be taking a primarily homeschool, unschooling um, approach to it, which is so fun for me because it opens up a whole new um area of development that I already have all of this wealth of knowledge and experience from being unschooled as a child and now I can also take my different perspective as an adult now and all that experience funneled into this and it's it's actually kind of the first um, I'm the first age group, the first range generation that's um, second wave unschoolers because that wasn't really something that was done before the 80s. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a really fun thing and I'm excited to be helping other parents with that too. I share a lot about that as well so that they can see this really is possible and hearing it come from an adult that I've been unschooled that's you know conventionally successful, it helps them feel um, to see that they God, can make beautiful. really of... So you're
0: oyster. an expert now in uh, uh plant-based and yes. homeschooling so this is the combination and is your son actually uh he's young but is he already um vegan are you vegan or vegetarian are you or plant- i'm vegan
1: and i do actually practice a vegan lifestyle as well so um all of everything that comes from a vegan ideology and that includes plant-based eating so we only eat plant-based products um and my son does as well So I actually adopted my son when he was three days old and he had, um, about, you know, a few weeks of his life that he was on a dairy based formula because he was born in a hospital and they just started him right on the formula that they'd be used there. So we made sure to transition him really slowly to a formula that we felt was safe and healthy for him. Um, so the first maybe Maybe a whole month he was on some amount of dairy products for the first month of his life, and he's been vegan since. And uh, he's super healthy and really strong, and he's a great eater. You know, I use that phrase um, sparingly because I hate the pressure that we put on labeling that children are good or bad at eating. Like they should eat what they eat, and that should be it. We shouldn't tell them what to eat. Um, we just provide an, a variety healthy of healthy food exactly. And- he can eat what he wants. If he's not hungry, he doesn't have to eat it. If he doesn't, if he thinks it looks weird, he doesn't have to eat it. Just last night, he didn't eat any of the casserole that I slaved away on making it all night, and instead he just ate carrots and hummus. I was that's
0: like, that's good. fine. That's very he can good. Eat carrots
1: and hummus for dinner? I don't care. And sometimes he just eats peas, and that's all he'll eat. You know, and that's not a problem. Yes. But he, it is. It's a different struggle to parent uh, with vegan kids. And actually, I think one of the the world is getting more and more aware of veganism and they're super comfortable with um, giving kids vegan food more and more. But it is also, it kind of from a social aspect, raising the kid, it can be tricky to help them understand compassion from, also for people that eat animals and eat animal products. Because little kids are pretty black and white, right? Yeah. So they're kind of like- um,
0: They're gonna tell you the truth. it's good,
1: that's right bad there. and they're very judgmental. <laughs> and so, we try to help him understand that part of the vegan compassionate nature is that we can be compassionate for everyone's choices. Wow. And that, you know, but we're you not going
0: to, you help mothers too, um, with, uh, because you do m- different things. You help people in many different ways. Uh, but you help mothers with their plant-based diet and also with their children.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that the, the biggest thing that I love to do with people is help moms with other young kids, figure out how they can finally do plant-based eating and make it easy, make it part of their lives, make it part of the routine so that they're not in the kitchen making seven different sauces and with this huge pile of dishes all night long because we lived that way for years because I didn't know how to make plant-based eating simple. I only knew how to do it like gourmet. (laughs) It doesn't have to be gourmet. And once I had a little kid, like that was not an option anymore. (laughs) do gourmet. Yeah, you get to do it night, fast. Every- it needs to
0: be fast. Yes. Uh, you know, and they need to like the- it and it needs to be, yeah.
1: Exactly. And so I've actually a lot of what I teach people is around like freezer meals. So like just yesterday, I actually made 17 dinners in one <gasps> afternoon. Wow. And because I made and it was it was um one, two, three, four, five different meals. That I made a total of seventeen meals of. And that's enough also for leftovers for lunch the next day. So it's even really double that in meals.
0: Now do you have a do you have do you sell your recipes? Do
1: you have a hot I um, so far I have I used to have a deli and so I would sell obviously I'd sell the food, um, but I don't have the deli anymore. And I actually have been beginning to work on some little cookbooks for people so that I can sell the recipes. Right now I do it as one-on-one coaching with moms, and it's really an immersive process. I have a six-week program that helps them from right from the beginning. They might have no experience with plant-based eating, and it transitions them to plant-based eating and. If they have um, you know, different ages of kids, obviously, that's a, that looks really different. And that's why I've been doing it as one-on-one, because every family is so different. Mm-hmm. They have so much, um, you know, they have different amounts of time available in yes, order to absolutely.
0: cook. And what is the biggest struggle that you find, uh, that you see moms having with plant-based uh, eating? What's the biggest struggle that you see?
1: I would say that their number one struggle is feeling like it's all or nothing. They think they have to do it perfect or they can't begin and it makes them never start. Right. And that's just not the case. If you're making a forever change, you just have to start now. Just do it. Yeah. And one of the, I have a little meme that I put up on LinkedIn and stuff sometimes where really I try to help people understand all you have to do to start a plant-based diet is eat more vegetables and fruits today than you did yesterday and a little bit less animal products. And you're on your way, just begin. And especially if you have a family, it's, it's, you can't just really go cold turkey, as they say, right? Because most people, I mean, you can't get everyone in a family at the same level of buy-in all at once. And you can't just go changing the way everyone eats. That's such a personal thing. So it has to be individualized in a family's process. And it has, there has to be a lot of grace and a lot of compassion and a lot of wiggle room. And I mean, I've even known people that have um, been, they, the whole family's been vegan, except for that one kid that cheddar cheese on something. And there's nothing in the house except cheddar cheese for that, that kid. you know. And they did it for years. And then the kid was fine with, with removing it after they found other things that they were comfortable with to replace. So the biggest obstacle is just feeling like it's all or nothing. It has to be done now, that it's gonna be hard and learning this new way of doing things. And it's, that's just managed by baby steps and also by, um, by support. Really? Yeah.
0: Now, is it, yeah. is it healthy? Some people say, oh, it's not healthy. Like you still need some protein, but is it healthy for children to be vegan?
1: It is actually really healthy for children to be vegan. And there's more and more, um, nutritional science-based evidence out there for that. Actually, one of my favorite books on it is an older book by, uh, Joel Furman, and it's called, uh, Disease-proof your child, which is sort of an obnoxious name, right? Because you know no one's going to disease-proof their whole family. But he's intentionally provocative in his titles. But the book itself is really great, and it talks a lot about why plant-based nutrition is not only um, okay for children, but perhaps optimal for them. And it goes into the science of it, and it gives you a lot of information about how much. Of the different macronutrients children actually need and how easy it is to get those from plant-based foods. One thing I do notice is the volume of food that my son eats and other vegan kids that I know, the volume of food they eat compared to um, children that eat animal products is a significantly larger, I mean, he, his bowl of oatmeal is, you know, really big and his uh, salads and his sandwiches and the amount of food that he eats is big because, uh, you know, the plant-based food is less calorie. You need more, right? Now,
0: how long does it take to, to transition to a plant-based diet in, in general, everybody's different, but uh, is there like
1: a, you know, like a number? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you can do it in six weeks, no problem. You can do it as soon as you decide, honestly. As soon as each individual decides, it can be done immediately. However, sometimes bo- it's whether you want to be uncomfortable or comfortable during the process. Because if you don't have the right microbiome in your stomach mm. in order to process that much fiber, then you will be very uncomfortable. Mm. You'll have a lot of gas, you'll have a lot of bloating, you'll feel sick you might get headaches and so really you you have to sort of test it with your body so you need to take the first couple of weeks to test how much can i integrate and then decide how long it's going to take you. But some people can just go right then, and they're good, depending on how much salad. In fact, people that transition from like keto to plant-based diets—if they're doing a really vegetable health, vegetable high keto—then they can oftentimes just go straight to a plant-based diet, and they're fine, right? Um, but not everyone can do that.
0: It depends. So yeah. now, yeah. where do people, Where where can people find your information? We're going to put your link. I think I put your link. I'm going to make sure that all the links are are here. Um,
1: But uh, that's where they find you. You have a website. I do have a website, which is my name, lianafrancisco.com, which is a good way to just connect with me. But the best thing to do is to go to Facebook and be on my business page, which which is connect with Liana Francisco, and then also to join my free Facebook group, which is called Plant Based for Life. And I'll make sure to put that in the comment here as well. That's really the way to do it because I put a lot of information on there. I do live videos and tutorials. And that's where when I have new products and, um, and awesome freebies, I always make sure that it gets put into that group and you'll be able to learn more about it.
0: Wow. Well, Liana, it's, uh, it's wonderful. I would talk forever. We have to have another interview because I love, I love everything you say and you're very inspirational and Uh, I hope that, you know, that you'll find, I'm sure that someone out there, you know, is, uh, is looking for what you have and uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for helping Uh, you started by helping yourself and now you're helping uh, the world. So Mm. keep doing it. Um, I, I wish you good luck. Everybody heard uh, her information and where to contact her. So um, good luck. And, uh, and I will see you soon. I will see you soon because I want to know how you uh, progress and, um, and how you continue uh, helping people. Uh, Thank you so much, Monica. This has
1: been a really fun experience and I'm excited to connect more with your viewers.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you again. And um, uh, to all of you, uh, ciao and I'll see you soon.